Hey, you guys, it's Mimi with my co-host JB, and this is Books and Crimes. Um, so I want to go ahead and give you a little pre-warning right now. If you hear any little, like, bells in the background or a yelling thumper or whatever the situation is, we have a new baby kitten. She's, like, had kittens, and um, we decided to keep one of them, and she's, like, hella, hella bad, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I'm, I don't know if you can hear that right now, but she's, she's on her mission right now. Anyways, so I decided to do a, something a little bit different this time. I got a main story, um, but I took the state and I did four crime stories and four random fact walls. How do you, not fat walls, <laughs> fat walls. <laughs> It sounds like I'm staying fast. A F C T. Okay. Oh, what did I say? A F C T. This is the act. Okay. Anyways, so um, we don't really have any updates. Everything is still the same. Blah blah blah. Let's go ahead and jump into it. So this one actually takes place in a place called Waverly Hills. So Major Thomas Hercules Hayes was born in 1837. And throughout his life, he's, uh, I wrote this and I still cannot read it. Throughout his life, he has achieved many goals. That was my TV cutting off with my surround system. Sorry if you heard that. It was hello loud. Um, he achieved a lot of his goals to become, um, he was a soldier. He became a sheriff. He was a senate. Senate? There you go. Um, he was a teacher and he had so many different degrees underneath his belt. By 1883, um, so his name is Thomas Hayes, Thomas Ripley Hayes, but in all the um, category things, whatever, what I'm going to call it. Um, they have called him Major, so that's basically what I'm calling for here. Okay. So, Major... Is this, is this the paranormal story? This is a paranormal okay. story. I'm sorry. I guess I should have said that. Okay. So, Major was um, doing good for himself and decided that he would buy some land and he built a home for his family and himself. But shortly after moving onto the land, Major realized that he needed a school for his three daughters. After he had a one-room school built, he hired Lizzie Lee Harris to be the girls' school teacher. Lizzie loved the writer's Walter Scott Waverly's novels, so she chose the name um, to name the school Waverly. Major decided that he liked the name so much that that's what he decided to name his um, the hill that his property and everything was on, he decided to call it Waverly Hill. Um, for some reason, in every freaking thing that I read on, they switched the name up. Like, this one is W-A-V-E-R-L-E-Y. But for some reason, throughout the years, they dropped one E. But they still kept it Waverly Hills. They just dropped an E and okay, then they would yeah. switch it back. 
I'm not going in and out of the freaking decades of in the years and all that shit that well, they I did mean, it. As long as it's still pronounced the same, I don't think it's it literally yeah, pronounced it, it the same. Matter. They just dropped one. Yeah, I, I guess for like, I guess what you would say, like, oh, this is my type of property. I own this type thing. I, I really don't know why they would make a big deal out of the the E being dropped, but it is what it is. Um, in 1909, uh, Major Thomas became ill after catching. Now, I need you to pronounce this one because I always get these two mixed mixed up. Pneumonia? Pneumonia. And the other one's ammonia. Okay, so pneumonia. Um, so Major caught pneumonia while attending his friend Major Sanders' funeral. Um, they said that he caught it by standing on the white grounds during the funeral and stuff. And this was the 1900s, yeah. Yeah, or 1909. Ones. Oh, yeah, so that's really bad again, because a lot of, that probably took out a lot of people. Yeah, and they say with just him standing on the white grounds, even though he went barefooted, he caught the um, pneumonia. Um, and unfortunately, he eventually passed away. I couldn't find much on his daughters. He did have three daughters, but I couldn't find too much on them. I knew one, or what I did find, one of them did live in New York, and the other one lived in Pennsylvania, and from what I found, the other one actually passed away. Not 100% sure on their, I did do like three days of research on these kids, and I couldn't find nothing. This is all I found up on everything, so forgive me if I'm wrong. Um, I'm not sure why the daughters didn't actually take, ho take over the house. But it was sold to the board of tuberculosis. Did I say it right? Yeah. Yay! So proud of me, girl. I've been practicing this shit for like a month. I've been like reading this shit. Good job. Two months, three months, whatever. Um, I literally pronounce it out loud every time. So like I say it right. Um, so anyways, it was sold to the tuberculosis. I just said it and now I can't say it. Tuberculosis. Uh, Fuck, it's not a hostel. hospital. Damn it, get my words right. Tuberculosis <laughs> hospital? There you go. Um, In the 1900s, tuberculosis, there you go, aka the White Plague, um, actually took over. It was really bad through the whole like United States. I'm pretty sure it was kind of like the world thing, but what I was looking up, it was basically the United States. Um... So the guy, um, Major Thomas Hayes, when he bought this house, it was just like a standard little thing, a two-story wooden house. Um, when the hospital built it or bought it, they made it into a hospital where each room could hold up to 20 people. I'm assuming these were like really big-ass fucking rooms. <laughs> yeah. Um... So in 1910, the city bought the building. It stayed a hospital, but owned by the city. In 1911, they began construction a construction to add more. Um, more rooms. Yeah, I wrote more buildings, but they were just. I mean, they were adding more buildings to the building, but it was more like floors. But you got to think, like at this point, not only was it two story, it was like. Five-story building that they were adding on to this two-story okay. yeah. thing, so they were adding more buildings on. Basically, what I was trying to say. 
by August 1912, the city's hospitals were overcrowded with patients, and they began to sending. Um, I'm sorry, my freaking notes. So the city hospitals. That's what I said. The city hospitals that not this specific hospital, but other city hospitals. Yeah, they were getting overcrowded with the disease patients, so they started sending sending them to Waverly because I guess maybe they thought Waverly were like had more. Yeah, because I guess it was new. Um, once again, at this point, that's when they jumped between the two E's in the name of Waverly. Um, construction was not done, so the patients actually ended up having to stay in tents on the grounds outside of the hospital. December 12th, or December 1912, sorry, they took um, another 40 patients and they had to make a, a, a section for an additional 50 more beds just for children. But thing is, is not all these children caught the tuberculosis. Yes. Um, a lot of them were, their parents were sick and they didn't have nobody to watch them. Um, so they kind of took on as like a daycare thing. Um, the rumor was that the, the comp, the, hospital wanted to add a building each year so they can continuously have more room march 1924 waverly hills was now a five-story building but could only hold up to 400 patients because of the cost of the upkeep of the building plus um i think they said what i read was the very fifth floor even though they have five floors the fifth floor was basically for um like the nurses because the nurses were around it they couldn't go home they had to live in the hospital so they made like they made like the fifth floor basically for the staff and um where they held the medicine and all that shit uh Okay, so October 20, 1926, the building was finally finished, but the cases of the tuberculosis um, had dropped tremendously because by this time they actually found an antibiotic for it. And with such a big space, I'm sorry guys, with such a big space, they didn't really need it so much, so they started res- they started sending the remaining patients to different um, places. The main one was called Hazelwood Sanitarium in Louisville. Louisville, Louisville. What are you called? Louisville. Yeah, Louisiana. Oh wait, it's in Louisiana or, or Illinois. Well, Louisville's uh, a problem in Kentucky. Oh, Kentucky. Damn it! I am so sorry. I got this whole. I always call it Louisville, Kentucky. But I don't know how it's one of those things that depends on where you are. Some people call it some people call it Louisville, other some people call it Louisville. Okay. Well, you're technically a northern, so you would probably pronounce it a little bit different, right? Or did you learn it down here? I learned it since you've been down here. I learned it down here that's how it goes both ways. But I'm sure there's other pronouncements. I didn't know the Louisville. I thought it was like Louisville or Louisville. That's how I thought it was. Okay, maybe there's a Louisville. I don't know. I, I don't. 
I guarantee you, we're still fucking up. <laughs> we really do, because I really cannot. Well, y'all, y'all been listening, so <laughs> you know I can't speak for shit. I'm gonna call it Louisville. My apologies. Um. Anyways, so they sent them to a Hazelwood Sanitarium in Louisville, and Waverly Hill shut down in 1961 of June. It was said that tens of thousands of people actually died at Waverly Hills. Um, Wait, how many people died? Tens of thousands. Oh, and but a lot of it probably came from tuberculosis. Yes, that's what it was. Half of them were from that. Um, my little note says 1950, um, 303, 373, I'm sorry for my notes, um, 300-something three patients they had in the facility in 1950, but my, by 1960, because by this time, you, you know, they were still getting patients. Yeah. <clears throat> By 1960, they actually 1960 they actually dropped down to 293 patients. That's how many patients they lost lives during wow the okay. thing. Um, so that's within what 10 years. That's how many people that they lost. Um, 1962, Waverly Hills was bought and turned into Woodhaven Medical Services. Now I did try to do a hell of a lot of search on this place, but I could not find nothing. It literally kept turning back into um, the Waverly. Yeah. Um, so this actually, though, Woodhaven Medical Services, when the hospital shut down, it turned into a nursing home for the elders with dementia and mobility limits. And they have severe cases of mental handicap. Um, the Woodhaven place quickly became understaffed and became overpopulated. After several cases of reports and abuse and neglect, the state shut them down in 1982 to between 1980 and 1982. Um, a lot of the abuse came from that they used electrotherapy on the patients instead of actually, you know, trying to figure okay. out what was wrong with them. Um, <clears throat> But that's that's literally all the information I could get from it. I don't know how many patients died within that part of it happening because you gotta think they they didn't know shit. They were using electrotherapy trying to fix the mental problems. You know what I'm saying? Like that don't work. So how many people fucking died? Oh no, I guess it was that's when it got shut down. Mm. But still, I get so from say the 1962. To 1982 at the latest, they were doing this this mm-hmm. shit to them like, and I I could not like I literally did so much research I cannot find how many people died I cannot figure out you know any patients there I can't find anything so there's no telling how many people died there with that little um, section. Um, 1983, a developer Jay Clifford Todd bought the hospital building and. Todd and Milton Thompson wanted to turn the hospital into a prison, but neighbors around the area protested against that idea, so the two men decided that they would turn it into apartments. They didn't they then asked the county to buy 140 acres from them for four hundred thousand dollars. I actually thought that was a lot 
I don't know about like I can't remember if I googled if it was four hundred thousand. Yeah. Um, I can't remember when I did my research if I did it around this time or if I did it for this area, but that sounded like a lot to me, but I really don't know too much about it. Um, the average cost per acre, I believe nowadays is about six to seven thousand dollars per acre. So it seems hella fucking cheap. Mm-hmm. But back then, yeah, like I said, I can't remember if I Googled it for back then or now, like it's been a couple weeks. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to assume that that plan didn't happen because in 1966, there were plans to have the world's tallest Jesus statue at 150 feet after the 120 foot Jesus statue in Rio. So they basically wanted to remake, but they wanted to have it in the United States and they wanted to have it at 150 instead of 120 um, the building itself would be arts and a worship center. And the chapel would become a theater and a gift shop. They estimated the statue itself to be about $4 million to build. And, yeah. <laughs> and the revenation, revenations, how do you say that? Renovation? There you go. Um, would be about 8 to $10 million. That was just for the building itself. <laughs> so Ed Hamilton, Ed Hamilton, H A M. And Robert Albus Albuskowski. I don't know if that's an H or two T's, bro, because sometimes I don't even know my own fucking writing. <laughs> or Albert. It is an H. Okay, there you go. Albert Hosky. Albert Hosky. Sorry if we pronounced that name wrong. Um, and Jasper Ward, 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 we're going with Ward, um, decided to do all this by donations from across the world. By 1997, they dropped the ideas of getting the statue because they only end up getting $3,000 in donations. The hospital was eventually sold to Tina and Charlie Mattingly. Mattingly, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And in 2001, they restored the building and changed the name back to Waverly with two E's, uh, Waverly Hills. They now have haunted tours, allows allow private paranormal investigators to come in. They actually, with doing the revenue, renovation, there you go. They found a tunnel underneath the place that was 520 feet long. Wow, that's long. Yeah. It went from the home up underneath the railroad tracks to a to the very bottom of the hill. Um, this tunnel was used to basically to cover, like to transfer the dead bodies and stuff like that. So they don't, you know, transfer the disease and other yes. patients don't have to see the dead bodies and stuff like that. Unfortunately, the only thing that I don't agree with is that they would carry the bodies to the end of the tunnel and they would just leave them there until somebody decided to come pick them up to have them removed, buried, um, or um, cremated. They also believe that this, because um, I guess around this time they had the wars going on, like World War II or whatever, um, they also believe they used this tunnel for protection for if the the area started getting bombed that they could take everybody into the tunnel to protect them from that. 
Um, they said the hospital had more deaths in the first three years than any hospital ever listed. So they predicted about 60,000 people died um, basically through the whole time that this whole place, not just like the... Since um, it's been created? Yes. Okay. That's um, a lot of people. Yeah. That's in between the mental hospital that right. they had for the elder people and then the tuberculosis. Yeah, there you go. Um so apparently during the tours and private investigations, people are reported to hear laughing and talking in your ear, but no one is actually there. You can hear metal trays, like you know how like um like in the hospital now nowadays they have like the plastic trays that mm -hmm. they like well, but you know back in the day they had the, the metal, metal trays. Yeah. You can hear the metal trays rolling. Um you can hear footsteps. You see things, you see solid figures coming at you in certain tunnels. Um, you see shadow figures playing hide and seek. I might have missed it, but is part of the tour where you can actually go through the tunnel? So, from what I read on, they have a daytime tour... And then you have an overnight tour. And if I'm not mistaken, the overnight tour is when you actually get to go into the tunnels oh, okay. and things like that. Where they, if you ask to be, like, they'll shut you in there for, like, three minutes. And they'll leave you in there by yourself type thing. Um, but those are considered as, like, the um, private investigator type things. Like, they only allow certain people to do certain things. Okay. <clears throat> so this is the crazy part. On the fourth floor, there is a boy named Timmy who likes to roll balls. On the fifth floor is the room 502. So my notes is going to jump around a little bit crazy here. So if you can kind of follow, good for you. If you can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Timmy's on the fourth floor. He likes to play with balls, you know, rolling balls and stuff like that. On the fifth floor is room 502. This is the most haunted room in the area. Um, the spirits are said to mess with your flashing lights. Like if you take a flashlight in there, any type of camera, phone, anything like that, they like to fuck with your flashlights on it. Um, they're just trying to communicate with you is what the people are trying to say. Um, you will see a figure on all four legs in the tunnel. Crazy. Um, AKA what they call the body shoot now. Um, they call this figure the creeper because it literally looks like a big ass figure coming at you and you don't know what it is. Um, in room 502, they literally put a whole bunch of baby dolls in there. They say that the spirits take over and Timmy will randomly pop up on the fifth floor. Remind you, he's on the fourth floor. Right. But he will pop up in the fifth floor in room 502 just to play with the dolls. Why is it that most paranormal places there's always some room with dolls just to add to the creep, like the creep? Factor? So I can't remember if I put it in here or not, but a lot of people, um, they say when they started visiting the place, it was something about Bible 2, they felt like they needed to put dolls in that room. And the more they started putting dolls, the spirits started getting connected to the dolls. So they use the dolls as a way to communicate now. Oh, it's like 
kind of like some Annabelle. Kind of, but not as corny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not saying fucking Raggedy Ann ain't fucking real, but I believe that shit. I have one of them dolls, and that bitch's face still haunts me. Um, (laughs) Really did. It was my mom. Yes, no. (laughs) Annie. Annie. Was it Raggedy Ann? It's Raggedy Ann and Andy. They were two dolls. My mom had both, but. But Raggedy Ann's the one I her face is the one that fucks with me the most. And that's the one my mom gave me. And I like I'm sorry. And I always felt like this creepy feeling before I even knew the story behind her. Like I was little when I was around her, but I didn't like that doll. My mom never understood why I didn't like her. My mom was like, Oh, make your bed and put her on the bed. No, I don't want her on my bed. <laughs> I'll go over there and get my poo bear off the shelf and put it on my bed. I don't want that doll on my bed. Like I played with that outside my room, but I didn't want it in my room. Creep me out. Never really got to play with Andy because my mom didn't allow me to play with Andy, but it was like a family thing. That's the reason why she didn't want me to play with certain ones. Anyways. So, okay, so 502 has baby dolls. Timmy likes to go in there and play with them. Um, So people would actually break into the facility thing and go to room 502, and they started jumping out of the window. What the heck? You can see a man in all white cooking in the kitchen, and at the same time, you can smell fresh food. I just thought you were saying people are going to break in the 502 and start stealing the dolls. I wasn't expecting them to jump out the window. They commit suicide. That's horrible. (laughs) Um, And that one I laugh, like, because they commit suicide. It's, It's whatever. If you're new, I'm sorry. Go back to the old things. You already know how we are. Um, I don't know how to explain it at this point. <laughs> um, so there is a little girl who likes to run up and down the hallway on the third floor. Um, people said that they have seen a hearse in the back where they used to dump the bodies at the end of the hill. They said that they have seen a hearse um, that carries a coffin thing to come pick up the bodies to go dump the coffin. Uh, they see a woman with bleeding wrist begging and screaming for help. Um, in room 502 in 1928, these are actual facts. A nurse actually hung herself, like I said, in 1928 okay. in room 502. This is when the place is still going on. Right. Um, she hung herself. And uh, the rumor was it was because she was pregnant. And the father wasn't around. She didn't know what to do. Uh, another thing was um, in 1932, another nurse jumped from the window to her death. And they said it was because she had caught the tuberculosis and she couldn't deal with going home and giving it to her family. She had nothing else. To, like She felt like she had nowhere else to go, nothing oh, to do. Okay. She felt like she couldn't get over it, so she committed suicide. Um, the one I believe I am so sorry if I get this this mixed up, but I can't be, I can't remember if it was the 1928 or 1932. One of them was actually four months pregnant when she jumped to her death or hung herself. Um, the staff has actually still to this day working there has actually been hit with things, had things thrown at them. They've heard and seen things. They actually keep the fourth 
part of the fourth floor completely locked down you are not allowed there even if it's a private tour like private investigators you are not allowed on there on that side of the floor for any reason whatsoever um they basically said they have just seen things and that's it <laughs> It was weird. Um, it was one of the actual paranormal ones that I found that I can actually pronounce half the words. Because <laughs> most of the paranormal was like across seas and stuff like that. And I can't pronounce Latin or fucking French and shit like that. And I don't want to be like, I'm already criticized now. I already know it. I'm already criticized now about how I fucking speak English. And English is my first language. Imagine me trying to speak some language I can't even fucking talk. Okay. Okay. So, did I say this at the beginning that I just did switch this up a little bit to help, like... I believe so. The crime stories and laws and shit like that. Anyways, that's what it is. Okay. So, I got little four small crime stories um, that actually took place in Kentucky. And actually, I was back and forth if I actually wanted to put the locations in Kentucky because I don't know if these people know these people or what... But um, I'm going to go ahead and put their name. I'm not going to point certain cities or nothing like that. Okay. So, Michael Ellen Allen. Cecile? Yeah, I think it's Cecile. Okay. He was 18 at this time. He was so hungry that he decided that he was going to call and order some pizza from Domino's. But he had it delivered to his neighbors across the street's house. When the pizza man arrived, Michael went up to the went up to the pizza man and stole the pizzas at gunpoint. Oh my god. <laughs> the pizza delivery man worked for Domino's for 20 years. He said he's seen a lot of shit, but he has never been robbed. He said the guy just pulled out a shotgun. He said that he was sorry, but he just had to take the pizzas. Oh my gosh. There was a lot of other things put yeah. into it, but I put a hell of fucking short. <laughs> well, at least he said, and I'm sorry, I just need your pizza. <laughs> For a $51 fucking crime, he got charged with a second degree robbery. And in the state of fucking Kentucky, a second degree robbery will get you 10 to 20 years. Oh boy, did 10 years. Hope and that, how to pay that fifty one dollars? Like I feel bad. Like you were so hungry. Like know, why didn't you go to the fucking convenience? I don't condone this, but why didn't you go to the fucking convenience store and like steal a sandwich or something? That would have been a less charge. Why did you order a pizza, multiple pizzas for fucking Domino's? It's like go to your neighbor's house across the street and then go fucking rob them at gunpoint. And the man watched you go back to your house. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. All right. So the second one. Um, so this one I really tried so hard. And I'm going to keep trying. So apparently Michael Baker, 20 at this time, from every literally article that I read said this is not his first go around with Kentucky police. But I couldn't find any of his other charges. I'm going to keep looking, though. This one just laughed. Maybe laughed. Um, he was 20 years old this, at this time. He had his girlfriend take a picture of him. Siphling? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Siphling gas out of 
Oh yeah, that that's where they're stuck in the gas house. Yes, out of his own town police car. Mind you, this specific town, like I said, this is the one of the stories, the reason why I do not want to add the towns. Um this town that he's from literally has two thousand people at the most. Oh, that's a small town. Yes. And he had his girlfriend take a picture of him siphoning gas out of a police car's tank. And then he decided to post the fucking picture on Facebook. That's not even smart. Not at all. And they already said this is not their first go around with this So they man. knew who he was. Yeah. Um, Michael was actually arrested for unlawful taking, which is considered as a misdemeanor. But my thing is, is this is not even his first thing. What's going on with this man? Where they're just like, all right, listen, this ain't your first rodeo. We're, you know, we we get what you're doing. We're just gonna get you another slap on the wrist. Here you go. Like, do they, Michael? All right, you know what? Common sense just hit me. Get your shit together if you haven't yet, because they're literally banking off of you, bro. They know you're literally stupid enough to keep doing these stupid petty crimes to the point they can put you in jail and make money off of you. Get it together, bro. <laughs> like it just hit me. <laughs> I did this story like a like weeks to a month ago. All right, so this one is in November 9th, 2016. Terrence Roach decided that he was going to come on to a woman. She got off the bus. He came on to her in a sexual way. He continued to follow the woman from the bus stop all the way to her home forcing his way inside the home, oh telling her that he was he was just a rapist, but not a pedophile. What? He told her that he was gonna kill her and if she didn't stop screaming for help, he would he would that's when he was gonna kill her. He strangled her until she actually ended up peeing herself. Oh. Um he threw her through a window or into a window to a point where it shattered. Oh he pulled her by her hair all like he literally beat the shit out of this girl before raping her. Um, she actually survived and got out of the back window and made it to a neighbor's house. Um, Roach had a $10,000 cash bond. He was charged with sodomy, which in Kentucky is, he got, I don't know what it was for, like how long the charges go for, but for the sodomy, he got 17 years and eight months. He got first and second degree of assault. And he got six years and two months for both of those. He got rape in first degree. He got seven years and eight months for that. And he got burglary in first and third degree. And he got a year and nine months. So he actually received 18 years altogether. And he will be released in 2034. He actually has parole in 2033. So they give him parole one year prior before he's actually supposed to be released, but I feel like they're not going to release him. I'm so glad she um she fucking made it, man. Yeah, she made it. I'm sorry that she had to go through that, yeah, but, but thankfully she got yeah she to survived get to it. Yeah. Um, my last crime story is about Christopher L. Stewart, 26 years old. He was admitted. He admitted. Um, to driving into a police station, entering a do not enter way, coming inches away from hitting a police car. Oh as soon as he got out of the car, he walked up to a police telling them that he was ready to be arrested for DUI. Oh my God. <laughs> he, sorry, 
He admitted to having a pint, which I had to Google that. Yes, yeah, because my slow ass, that's actually two cups. Um, and American. Well, yeah, Kentucky's the same. My bad. I was thinking of another country for some reason. Um, the cops at one point had two cops, bro. Really? Um, the cops actually at one point had to stop him from drinking a fluid injector cleaner during his arrest because that's how fucked up he was. Damn. Um, and fortunately, but unfortunately, he only got arrested for a DUI. I feel like maybe they should have kept him. I don't know how long they kept him, but maybe they should have kept him in there a little bit longer. Um, so <laughs> there's a little fucked up laws in Kentucky. And yes, um, I think three out of one still exists. It is illegal to hunt any animal. This one still exists. It is illegal to hunt any animal from a, move, a moving vehicle or flying vehicle. You have to make sure you come to a complete stop. I don't care if you're in a fucking car, a scooter, a helicopter, a plane. It don't matter. You see a moving animal, you gotta fucking stop that shit before you kill it. Unless. Now, you know where Kentucky sits in the United States, right? Yeah. Unless you see a whale, you have all rights to kill that motherfucker while you're moving. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know when this law was made, but I want to know what this person was like. To be like, I'm in the middle of the United States, but motherfucker, if you see a whale, you better shoot that bitch. <laughs> like, what? Oh, well. Okay. Um, it's actually changed to this day, but um, you you used to be fined $50 for working on Sundays, no matter what job it was. You were not allowed to work on Sundays. Nowadays, um, I don't know how many businesses, but only certain businesses are allowed to be open on Sundays without being fined. Um, so like this is the, the whale, the whale thing still can't <laughs> It's sorry when we go back to the, the one we did about, like, the guy thought he was, like, Alice in Wonderland. It's oh, like, my God. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to do this story again, because that's just still one of my favorite fucking crime stories. Like, I love Alice in Wonderland, but I'm not that fucking crazy. <laughs> like, what's, what? What? <laughs> I love our little crime stories. Okay. So this one made me laugh. Even though this is actually still a law to this day. Before before vehicles were even invented, you know how people travel by horses? Yes. People would actually put ice cream cones in their back pockets. Like, um, I guess you would say technically poor people who would come across horses that weren't tied to, like, the little stable things mm -hmm. outside the bars, barbers, banks, whatever. They would actually put ice cream cones in their back pockets to make the horse follow them away so they could hurry up and jump on the jump horse on. and steal the horse, right? This is still a law. You're not allowed to put an ice cream cone in your back pocket and try to steal somebody's horse. What you doing that ice cream? They're not put that in your pocket. Don't put that ice cream in your pocket. 
Like, I'm sorry. Do you know how hot it is nowadays? Ain't nobody fixing to put anything that's going to melt any kind of sugar into their back pockets. But I'm, it just makes me laugh at, like, you know, at one point in life, whether it was like the 18, 17, 16 BC, whatever, they made these fucking rules for a reason because somebody broke this law and they had yep. to make it. And it's just like some of these laws, it's just like, really? See, like something like that, it makes me think like, how many people did that before they made it into it? I want, what the fuck was the dude on when he said, don't shoot no animal, but if you see a well, kill him. What is you on? <laughs> what was this law made? <laughs> a well in Kentucky. Y'all better shoot that bitch. Y'all better make bite. <laughs> millions and millions. Mm. My favorite one, you ready? I don't know if it's still a law to this day, but technically, you're sober as fuck as long as you can stand. What? <laughs> I might stumble like a motherfucker, but I ain't going down. <laughs> so technically, officer, <I'm> <laughs> I am sober and I can do it. <laughs> you can arrest me, man. I'm still standing. Okay, so um, the little, what I, I got? Are these your four? facts? Yeah, these are my four little facts. So Kentucky is actually the horse capital in the whole world. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, the post-its, you know, the little yep. sticky note things, they okay. were actually embedded there. Hmm. Um, the first Beethoven, the actual, not like the dog or the movie, but like the actual guy, Beethoven. The or, musician. Yeah, him. His first public hearing was in Kentucky ever. Or a composer, I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, That's interesting. There are more bourbon barrels than there are people in Kentucky. And I love my bourbon boy. That's interesting. Yes. And even though a lot of people think Abraham Lincoln, I forgot to write it down, but Abraham Lincoln was supposed to be in some other kind of state. He was actually born in Kentucky, even though I think like everybody was like, oh, no, Abraham's like with some other kind of state. I forgot to write it down. My bad. But yeah, he was actually born in Kentucky. And that's what I got. <laughs> you did a good job, buddy. <laughs> okay you guys so that's basically it um we're done for this episode we hope that you guys enjoyed it um this is 32 32 yeah i believe it's episode 32 um please keep listening sharing liking whatever you gotta do just keep doing it please we appreciate it um yeah i guess that's it bye